three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34, and today I have a very special guest. Jeffrey Breedwell is in the building. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm actually 35, so this is really awkward. <laughs> no worries. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. You feel any uh, different now that you're 35 versus how you did th- at 34? <laughs> um, Let's see. I leveled up, so I got uh, at least one perk point. That I was able to use for sure <laughs> for all the Skyrim nerds out there, you know, <laughs> kicking it up. Where can I redeem my perks? <laughs> I don't think uh, I know I'm, nowhere. Okay, well, I mean, I'm more of a mage kind of coming across. Uh, that was that's my character anyway. So I kind of used mine in destruction magic and doubled up. You know, getting my you get my fire on. You know, for sure, for sure. So yeah. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, I want to thank you again for for stopping by the show. I want to just for the folks out there who are unfamiliar, um, the format of it is we do a few warm up intro questions just to set the tone uh, through an icebreaker in there as well. After that, we jump into the main portion where you either get to choose a number between one and thirty four or we do this new thing called the wheel. Uh, I have to find a better way to roll that out, but um, yeah, I like now, what it's you the did wheel. There. I like what you did there. Gotcha. I'm gonna find a better way to roll out the wheel. <laughs> the wheel think. of questions. <laughs> See, now I'm gonna have to sample that and just just play Go that effect it. When, it, when it when it goes through. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, my uh, very first question for you is: How sure. have you been? <laughs> Um, I've been good. Been good. Just had the, uh, had a pitch meeting for a book that I'm working on and that went very well. That happened today. Um, I'm in the last two classes of my master's degree, finishing that up for my master's of divinity. So kind of kicking over that and finishing that up towards uh, pastoral work and my wife and kids are going to be gone the next two days. So that's great. I can <laughs> with myself. For sure. Uh, <laughs> man, you, you put some stuff in there that I just have questions about. Um, Master of Divinity. Masters of Divinity. Yes, what is, sir. What is that? What is that? Tell me more about that. So a Masters of Divinity is where you get your master's level degree. Uh, um, it's not like theology, which is a little bit more well-rounded. This divinity is Christian-based. And it's more geared towards being a pastoral leader in a church. So whether it's going to be towards uh, like the youth function and kind of going from there, or it's going towards being uh, like a pastoral counselor or something along those lines. And so I'm going to Lipscomb University right now in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and I could not have any better teachers or, um, professors cause they've been side by side with me the whole way. And it's been a long road with lots of writing and reading. I now have my own library because of this, <laughs> of all the books. So it's, um, it's pretty crazy what's going on. For sure. For sure. I, I will <laughs> dig into that more down, down, down the road oh, sure. in the interview, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the other thing is congrats on the book meeting. I don't know if it's too early for congratulations just yet, but I'm glad it went well. Uh, is it your first first uh, book? 
first book um first pitch meeting and i had my outline it was over the phone had my outline going on and her initial response was wow are you a public speaker (laughs) um kind of like maybe i've been in broadcasting all my life so and you know grew up on the stage so maybe i guess but had my outline right in front of me so that you know allowed the pitch to roll seamlessly off of that and it actually was was very well she um seemed to enjoy the the pitch and the roles that were happening along with the pitch so this is my first book i've ever written or undertaken in writing will it be the last book i have no idea probably not gotcha but i don't know whatever god wills to happen it'll happen but (laughs) (laughs) i feel it um and then you mentioned your wife and kids are going to be out of the house for a couple days uh how are you gonna enjoy that time (laughs) uh well i have a meeting with uh, a church that i'm interviewing with uh to be their uh, youth and discipleship pastor um so i have that happening later tomorrow night then i have um like a few hours after work that i can either skate work on homework probably will work on homework and then i will go skateboard on thursday night at my favorite park so i can you know at least get that in this week for sure for sure but it's been raining here like crazy so i've it's been my legs are like itching like come on let's go is that is that typical for for Tennessee to be raining in uh, July or is that something no. different? Gotcha. No, usually we wear the humidity, and that's about it. Like we have shirts on, but our shirts become our skin in about five seconds. <laughs> I you know, you. It, it's it. Imagine living in a sauna permanently. Yeah. And then you step out, right? You step out with air conditioning. Yeah, out of your air conditioned car. And like you've got glasses, right? So you know what it's like to go from a coldish environment into a warmish, humid environment. Instant and you're fog. Like, oh, I can't see. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Hold on, Becky. I can't I can't exit the car yet. Hold on, I gotta here. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that feeling for sure. Oh, especially with the masks. I mean, the masks the past couple of years, man, I've been blind. Oh my gosh. Been blind, you know? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, you have to have, like have it up here so you super look like a Mortal Kombat character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just putting it on like this, you know. Or you know, you put the tape right right there underneath your eyes. Oh, so. <laughs> you did the tape. You did the tape. I did I would put mine like all the way up here. So I it would kind of be like this. And I mean, it just Weird. And it would look more badass if you had it up there. If uh, you know, we didn't have the glasses. <laughs> oh yeah, glasses no, it would look totally awesome. awesome if it, you know, if I was had LASIK or you know, like one of you perfect twenty twenty vision people. Yeah, <laughs> you be planning on getting LASIK or that's not? Uh, no, 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 that's not going to be in the cards for me. Um, my LASIK, the doctor. When I went, I went for a a catch up. Hang on a second. Yeah, no problem. Uh, went up for a kind of a consult on it and he said yeah no it's going to be there for like it's going to be fine for like in the first 10 years and then you're going to go ahead and just need glasses anyway yeah I'm 
like, yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Like, why am I going to need glasses in 10 years? I mean, screw that. I'll just, you know, suck it up. <laughs> I hear you, man. That That's kind of discouraging for me now because <laughs> they, they always told me, you know, um, my, my, my eyes are just too bad for it. Uh, I don't know oh, what yeah. your prescription is, but I'm like negative 11, negative 9 in another eye. So mm. it's just so too so bad that I'm out of luck. And I I had hope, though. I had hope that, you know, one day as I get older, I'm going to be able to do it. But now it's like... I, lo- I love it. I love it when they're just like, you know what? We just need your eyes to stabilize and then we can go ahead and, and fix it. And I'm like, well, my eyes have been the same for like three years. I just got them a trans. I just got a transplant. So I mean, they've been the same. I've had the same. I've had the same pair of eyes for thirty-five <laughs> years. Come on, lady. I think I know if they're stable, right? <laughs> no, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they're they're uh, right in there. Pretty sure they're like, locked in. I got you, man. I got you. Uh, my my next question for you in the warm up sure. is: uh, What would you like the audience to know about you? Um, okay, so some of the audience that I can know about, just talking to you guys personally, hello. Hi. My name is Jeff, and I like long walks on the beach and the skate park, and holding hands when it's wet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my name's Jeffrey Breedwell, and I really, as far as it comes to know about me is... Just in this little warm-up, you're going to know a lot of things about me and my views, uh, my story on how things have worked within my life. And in all honesty, I hope you see Christ in me before you see me. But when you see me, or if you just see me as a person, you're going to smile in some form or fashion. For sure. I mean, you you seen me, man. You've had me cheesing and cracking up this whole time. So it's only it's not even ten minutes yet. So it's not even ten minutes. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you are gonna go ahead, put your things down now in your comment section below. Uh, it for YouTube. Go ahead and put it down in the comment section below. If you think you're gonna laugh, go ahead. Let, let's let's see uh, if you're gonna laugh or not. We'll make that prediction now. I guess I gotta do it now because <laughs> drop everything. Okay, well, yeah, okay. I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm not going to laugh because this guy doesn't have any hair. <laughs> um, second question for you, man, is okay. uh, if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? If if I was gonna tell myself today I'm gonna do something in the honor of Jeffrey, well, what act could I do for you? Um. Um. I would only have certain preferences. One, it's got to come from you. It's got to be honest and be creative. Something that you came up with by being inspired by either something that I did, something that I do or something that I believe. And it will not only just benefit me, mm. but it's going to benefit everybody else. That sure. everybody else is going to get a kick out of it. Everybody else is going to get... Uh, to feel the same love that we have for ourselves. They're going to feel that too. I got you, man. I got you. 
now, now we all know. Now we all know. Now we all know. Now we all know. And uh, my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Um, I don't know. Honey, how well do I know myself? Wife says a three. <laughs> no, I'm that, kidding. I was gonna say, is that what she really said? It's like, dang, it's no wonder I'm wearing a hoodie, man. It's constantly cold in my house. Um, no, I have, I'd probably say that it's probably about a seven to eight just because of the blind spots. I'm trying to make myself more aware of my blind spots and uh, the things that other people know about me that I don't know. And, you know, when they see that third section and then there's only the thing that people think about me that they know, but that is wrong or that they do know. Then there's that fourth thing that, you know, nobody knows at all. And that only God knows. And I'm really trying to learn that corner as mm -hmm. best I can. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. What, what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? I love to make people laugh. I love to entertain people. I love to, uh, whether it's using different accents, different uh, voices and characters that I use or come up with, um, making jokes, writing jokes, or being able to touch people on a emotional level mm. and let them know kind of to feel that love and to feel validated and that you are heard, you are a person that is worth hearing, that is worth living, that is worth showing who you are to someone else. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Would you say, <laughs> would you say that's something that you were born with? Like that outlook or that, that uh, way of life? Or was it something you had to grow into or was inspired by something? Um, I was really inspired by a lot of different things that I would take from my life. Like it's been mostly like an amalgam of several different things. It's not like just, you know, one thing. Um, like my dad, uh, may he rest in peace. He died in January of COVID and we just had a celebration of life at the end of June. And it was amazing to see how many people were there. And then out of the people that were there, it was, to hear their stories and how he affected them with not just the you know really big things but the small things you know just being there making them laugh when it's like you just walk into his room he was a special ed teacher uh, in his later part in life and it was that you walk into his room and you could just feel love I was like yeah so that and Robin Williams and um, he's had a big effect on my comedy and my uh, my wit same thing as characters and character voices um, different things from a lot of different people Dana Carvey uh, with the impressions and, and the voices as well um, and then I learned a lot and I mean a lot, a lot. Um, when I came back to Christianity in 2012, 
And then as I started studying more through my undergrad and through my now through my master's, I've learned so much and so much stuff that was wrong with what we're doing that I pointed out in my rebellion and was like, oh, yeah, no, this is exactly what's wrong. And it's, oh, no, that's why. This is the real in-depth version of why. It wasn't just the simple answer. It was like fully documented all the way out of why. And being able to see that and identify that has really made me conscious to making sure that I don't do that on a personal level with other people. I don't want to continue a trend of misogyny and sexism and everything else because that doesn't make sense with what we're told. We're told to love each other as we love ourselves. And I like to love myself pretty good. (laughs) So I might as well, I have to love others just as well. And if I don't, it's selfishness. Which doesn't... If you, if you don't with selfishness yeah if, if I don't right so if you love others more if you excuse me if you love yourself more than you love others it's selfishness right that's greed but if you love others more than you love yourself that's self-deprecation that is not selflessness because you're not you're being selfless that's like a temporary act Hmm. but viewing having a viewpoint of that where you have this moment or these times where you're like oh no i'm better you know the sacrifice the hero you know i will sacrifice myself for this person um those notions those are selfless moments but to have a lifestyle or a trend where it seems where I constantly view and value the lives of other people over myself. That's the true life of self uh, depreciation. Cause you're not really valuing who you are as a creation of God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for a person who is self deprecating, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of advice could you give them to, to get them out of that mindset? I've been there. Um, and I want you to, I want people to know that if they are hearing this and they do see this, where they're like, yeah, I value others more than I value myself. Yeah. I constantly give this. Uh, I want to tell you, you're not alone. There are people who are out there. And if you are feeling guilt or shame out of that feeling, that man, I'm not feeling right. I'm not doing it right. I'm not loving myself enough. The only way to truly love yourself is to get to know who you are. It's like in a relationship, you can't really love a person if you don't know who they are. Hmm. We go to like 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7 for the definition of what exactly love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It doesn't rejoice within evil or the bad things, but it relishes. It loves and has peace within the truth. Those notions of where it is faithful matters to who you are. So are you patient with yourself? 
or you're not man come on i gotta do better okay that's motivation yeah but do you constantly tell yourself that <laughs> you know it's like man i gotta do better you were brushing your teeth steve what are you doing you know um or that's a lot of where like negative self-talk comes in and you get to those notions of negative self-talk and you're like okay i gotta stop this i just i've got to be better and you're like okay well you're, you've got to be patient you got to be kind to yourself listen to your body if you're constantly working out and constantly working seven days a week without a day off rest Go take a nap. You'd be surprised how well that happens. Take a day, take a day, take a week, however long you need to take to rest. And it is tremendous on what happens. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, that's uh that's some stuff I have to keep in mind myself, uh, to oh. be honest. Yeah. I you know, this whole journey of doing this podcast and, you know, connecting with folks and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's been it's been a way for me to kind of also reevaluate my self-worth and be mm. more comfortable and gain to know who i am a big part mm. of how this all came up is because you know I, i've i looked at myself in the mirror you know for a year and a half through through all this quarantine and covid and mm. <clears throat> really just thought about what i enjoy and how i can incorporate other people or give back to to people doing what i enjoy which is having deep conversations with with strangers just feeling like you know uh i'm i'm interacting with everybody in my community as a whole yeah so yeah that's great I'm, i've definitely been in that boat as well man and i think i still am i don't think i'm out of it and but it feels good to feel like i'm climbing you know climbing out of it out of the hole a little bit uh but yeah, yeah. i don't think we ever truly leave that hmm like it's a it's a battle every day is a battle every moment every choice we all battle of it sometimes it's easier than others but other times it you know as you said you're climbing up climbing out of that hole sometimes the rungs get slippy sometimes the the mountain you're pushing up the boulder on well sometimes it rains and it gets muddy and you fall and the boulder chases you and then you die again, but you get back up and you do it again. Yeah. Because that's what you got to do. I, I think my biggest problem is when, uh, when my mountain starts to get steeper as I get higher and, uh, oh, I think, yeah. uh, yeah, I start letting go or I, uh, get intimidated whatever mm -hmm. reason I, I just seem to tell myself like no I'm, I'm, I'm okay where I'm at when when I know deep down uh, that's not true so uh, oh yeah that fight against complacency no <laughs> yeah I feel you on that one for sure for sure uh, well th thank you for, for for your point of view man definitely appreciate you sharing it I appreciate uh, your point of view as well and what you said and how vulnerable you just were on having to to climb out of the thing that took a lot of courage so i appreciate that as well no doubt no doubt uh before we jump into the main portion we i want to throw you a little icebreaker if you don't mind oh, no. I gotta break some ice. <laughs> you have a choice 
uh, would you do? Would you rather do a one-word spelling bee or a riddle? Uh, let me do a one-word spelling bee. How do you feel about your spelling skills? I feel okay. Okay. All right. I wanted to give a shout out to Grammarly. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Save my butt on multiple occasions in my papers and my book. So love you guys. <laughs> uh, your word is going to be soliloquy. Okay. S O L O Q U I L. I see why. I'm sorry. Maybe? I'm sorry, boss. I probably got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, blame blame Grammarly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, Grammarly! <laughs> the the correct spelling was S O L I. Ah, date. L O Q U Y. I was like, oh, soliloquy, so solo. Okay. <laughs> My um, gosh. Yeah, like I said, you know, it's all Grammarly's fault, so. It's, um, no, 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 That's ADHD. <laughs> That's what that is. Um, but thank you for, for giving it a shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a shot, and I hit it like Shaq hitting a free throw. I mean... That's just what happens. I mean, we, we all can't be spelling masters, you know? <laughs> no, we can't. We no, can't. No. Shout out to your spelling masters. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. <laughs> if you're a spelling master, leave a comment below. <laughs> Point something like out that we misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right, boss. We made it to the main portion of the interview where you can either choose a number between 134 or if you'd like, you could head over to the big wheel. <laughs> so let's, you know what? Let's head over to the wheel of questions. Well, here we go. And uh, let's give it a spin for your first question. Big money, big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. 29 easy. 29 easy. Your first question is. All right. What is something you supported early? You know, like um, if you've ever... For, for me in my mind I think of it as you know you you were the first fan of a musician before they blew up or you okay. had uh, thought this invention like you googled before everybody was googling you know <laughs> sure sure yeah. sure sure so is there anything like that for you um I want to say Peabod he's not really blown up yet um, but he is slowly chugging his way and making his way through the Christian hip hop world. Um, and, and same, actually same thing for KB. KB was, um, a Christian hip hop artist still is. I don't know why I said was, is a Christian hip hop artist. Uh, the same with Peabod. They both have two dramatically different styles, but are both incredibly catchy. And with their styles, I just like really loved them, really got into their songs, found them out through YouTube. And I was just hooked. 
Like I was like, man, I really love these guys. These guys are awesome. And KB had a song called No Chains where he's like, look, you don't have any chains on me. I, there's no chains. I am chain free. And I'm like, every time I see somebody like wearing a chain necklace, which ironically enough, I am now wearing a chain necklace, but that's my dad. Uh, <laughs> Irony. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is that aspect of where it's like okay you have a chain like a legitimate like big chain hanging around your neck and with Peabod it was more of like happy it was like happy hip hop Mm. I'm like I haven't heard happy hip hop before (laughs) not only that it was happy Christian hip hop and I'm like oh yeah dude okay all right, yeah, no, this is this is pretty hot. Okay, and then one day I was uh, I was driving Lyft here in Nashville. I had an A and R rep in my car, and they're like, you know, have you heard of any other artists or anything else like that that you could, you know, you'd you'd recommend? What? I'm like, I'm like one. Why is an A and R rep in asking the Lyft driver for recommendations? But it was cool. I mean, she was like multiple times, and I had like all these like really good songs on in the car that she was just enjoying. So um, I mentioned Peabod to her, and I don't know officially if this is how it came up, but I did mention Peabod to her. Then. Peabod, not too long afterwards, uh, came out with a song that talked about a meeting with a record company. Like his Instagram post that he was like, it was in Nashville. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You were in Nashville. All right. And then he came out with a song after that was like, oh, he, they said my songs were too kiddie. How long can I have to be stuck in this city? And I'm like, what did this not, did it backfire? Man, that sucks. Did I do that? Dude, I'm sorry. (laughs) Felt a little personal guilt, not even close. If it's actually that of what happened, there's a huge, like missing piece of information there. Um, But definitely supported them. Uh, very early before a lot of people have now for sure, for sure. So, uh, uh, that's a crazy story man um, it's right that's a national <laughs> story that's a story like I got off the bus and then they heard me singing in the bus station and then I got an album <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you know <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think that an A&R executive was just in your car asking you for advice and you were able to kind of like point them in a direction of which artists you personally enjoyed and would like to see, right. you know, pop off. Um, yeah. And that was the last day they were ever in my car. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> <laughs> that just adds to the evidence of how crazy it was. Yeah, yeah. And then Peabod releasing a song shortly after about a whole experience about me I, I couldn't help but like connect those dots for myself if that happened to me you know like right and I'm just kind of like I'm sitting there and I'm hearing his song 
and I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay. And then the next like three or four songs go on his journey with it, with his level of acceptance where he questioned himself and his music because of this. And then he dramatically improved to being more melodic, but also with like super sick lines. And now he has a song that they just released that's out now. I'm pulling it up not to to play or anything because of, you know, YouTube's thing. Um, but you can look it up on your own. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music and whatnot. Where did it go? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's that's the wrong playlist. Um, it's not going to be a lo-fi beats. It is <laughs> called it is called Go. Uh, by Trey Mutava and Peabod. And Peabod does a thing in that. And that song only released like two days ago. I'll check it out, man. Uh, so it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty fire. And you can go through and go through his timeline and uh, you can see and you'll you'll hear the song that I'm talking about where it's like he's growing up. And then it just kind of gets into this whole different aspect of things and he's got big feelings that's the um big feelings was the song that came out in 2020 talked about it big feelings big feelings and i'm just like are you kidding me that's okay i'm sorry and peabot if for some reason you're watching this and you connect those dots too and you find out that it's me I will buy you coffee. I don't know if that'll be any help, but you and I can go have coffee, okay? I mean, honestly, like you said, after that meeting, his music kind of improved. He got more melodic. Um, Yeah. So maybe that's... uh, He should be thanking you. (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, who knows? knows? I I don't know. (laughs) It's uh, the letter P, B-O-D. P-E-A than bod so like the the vegetable pea gotcha gotcha and then bod For sure. so um he has uh healthy snacks which is his <laughs> first stuff that he put out which is absolutely hilarious uh shoot from the hip talks about you know being a millennial and being an adult and talking about how uh we never were really taught anything we're just, you know, we're legitimately shooting from the hip. And that's because like, his points are fire. His theology makes sense. Um, very much so, especially since, I mean, he's from uh, the Pacific Northwest. So I can't wait for his song to come out about fire hmm. or, you know, heat wave. Yeah, yeah. I'm not about that. So, well, what do you think about that statement he made about millennials not being taught anything? That's that's it's interesting. That's the first time I ever heard it in that that way. But it, from my yeah. mind, it made me really think about it. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, okay. Like, so when you left high school, were you taught how to file taxes? No. Okay. Were you taught how to apply for a job? Yes, I remember doing uh, applications at school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you remember 
um, anything having to like write at what bills would be due, what mm. bills you would need when it comes to apartment, when it comes to living on no. your own. No. no, or how the government works, or how the speeding tickets work, or yeah, a lot of stuff that wasn't uh, included for sure in our education. Right? <laughs> yeah, why college is important. I mean, we got that speech ad nauseum right but we didn't get into what student loans actually are and how long it's going to cost you to pay it off we didn't get into you know filing your taxes how do you file your taxes when you're 18 and you're no longer considered a dependent off of your parent i went right back to my dad and asked him please help you know and he taught me how to do mine and then I married a woman who was very good with money and now she does it so <laughs> and that's that's important key right there <laughs> and that's the key I got you marry someone who's better with money than you <laughs> yeah I mean that's the two sides right the two opposites you got to work together as a team to to be a full adult you know <laughs> <laughs> where two become one they shall become an adult <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about your whole journey uh, through your spiritual journey. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Because you had talked about uh, stepping away from Christianity and coming back mm -hmm. in 2012. Um, kind of, if, if you don't mind sharing, what was that journey like for you? Um, so I'll sum it up real quick because by itself, it could take up and has taken up an entire podcast uh, that has been at least two hours so um i was born in southern california just outside of disneyland not in disneyland mickey mouse is not my dad <laughs> well i mean that's what you say well okay dude come on i'm supposed <laughs> to be here what you didn't extend me an invite come on <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I was raised in the church. We bounced from church to church, um, growing up. So I got to see a lot of different denominations and, and whatnot. I was baptized at age eight in the Southern Baptist church that we then promptly left for some reason. Um, but you know, bounced from that. And then I, at 13, I got called into the ministry. I actually heard God's voice talking to me where he said, Jeff, I want you to be in my ministry. It's going to be a long road. It's going to be a while, but I want you to be in my ministry. And I'm like, do what? <laughs> like that TikToker, just, what? You know, just... I'm like, okay. So I go and tell my mom and my mom was like, well, you should pray and just ask God for like a, a fire thing, you know, something like Moses. Okay. So I do. And the next year I fractured my skull skateboarding. Um, I pretty stopped skateboarding like pretty soon after that. As a kid, I wasn't wearing a helmet, you know, 14, thought I was invincible. It happens. But two years later after that, 
I am at a church doing a youth thing, and then I see I'm off to pray, and I see a le- legitimate fire that doesn't burn. I see the fire. I see demonic beasts and a guy that looks really weird, but yet also familiar, you know, and it strikes the ever living daylights of fear into me. Where I almost die. But straight up miracle happens and I live. Um, and then pretty soon after that, I started really getting into the paranormal and getting into that other side and starting to feel out, you know, what did I actually see? Trying to figuring it out. Um, and one of the, while I was dating a girl, I was 19 and we had gotten into a fight and this angel, while I was dreaming, like came to me and said, go fight for her. Go get up and fight and everything will be OK. I'm like, that's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> but I'm like, OK. And I I do. I get showered and whatnot. And I do the most John Hughes thing ever. What would you do? I, I, dude, I walk up her street I park like a block away. I walk up her street with my guitar. Singing. Hey there, Delilah. Very off key. While walking up. And then I get outside her door. There are lights on in the house. And I'm playing it. And I finish the song and no one opens the door. Oh, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I knock on the door. Nothing. I call her. I was like, hey, where are you? She's like, oh, no, we just left. Oh. (sighs) (laughs) There were cars in the driveway, bro. Like. No. So. I get uh, incredibly frustrated and heartbroken. We end up breaking up again. And in my heartbreak and in my anger, I curse God. I legitimately look at God or what was representative of God. In my case, it was the sky that day um, or that night driving home. I flip him off. I recant my belief in Jesus being the Christ. uh, Effectively nullifying my baptism and nullifying my belief. Um, And then I wake up the next morning. And I feel freer, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. Right. It was the complete opposite. You know, you hear like adult Christians talking about it. It's like, I woke up the next day and I, after I gave my life to Christ and I was like, ah, it's life. <laughs> right. You know, you feel that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt the exact opposite, which was weird. So I start studying 
different religions um, end up I, I stay away from all the Abrahamic faiths get more you know I try to study Sikh uh, get into Buddhist Taoist you know do the whole thing end up being some amalgamation of Star Wars and the Force with loving everybody but also it's like love is like the force it was weird I don't know it was like checks mix but with bad theology <laughs> terrible doctrine um, so and that was the belief structure I had even when I met my wife in 2009 so I met her in January We propo- I proposed in April we were going to be married that October. We found a place by June. The next month in July, that place was struck by lightning and burned to the ground. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'm still in my anger, so I know it's him. Right? It's like, I'm treating his name almost like it's Voldemort Mm. and just being in my anger. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So we end up finding a place. And the only place we can get married is my dad's church from my mom and dad's church. And we do, we go through the counseling, we get the whole nine yards. We get married in the church. And then we have, um, I go off to the Navy not too long after that so we get married in October I go off that next July in 2010 to boot camp huh. yeah. so we barely got any time to really kind of know each other as a couple um, but she comes back up to Groton where I become like stationed for school we have two miscarriages one right after another um, which is heartbreaking. Um, shout out to any parent who has ever had a miscarriage ever. I feel you. Um, I know it doesn't make the pain any easier, but we moved down to Kings Bay, uh, Georgia, where I go on the USS Rhode Island, a ballistic missile submarine. It's my first Navy ship and my first Navy actual like assignment assignment and I'm there for like three and a half years and in those three and a half years we have another miscarriage and after that miscarriage it's my second patrol and I'm I actually go to a Bible study at the request of my mom and my and my wife I'm like, okay, sure. So I go and a shipmate of mine is reading a passage from first Corinthians. And he looks up at me and he says, Breedwell, I think he's, I think God is talking to you right here. That's the exact same face I had. I'm like, do what now? Hmm. He said, yeah, I, I, from what I'm getting, I don't think God's going to let you have a kid until you're right with him. Yeah. I don't 
Wow. Yeah. It, you know, that's like biblical style stuff. And I'm not trying to come across as illusions of grandeur. I promise there's evidence for all of this. Um, and I get back. I tell my wife everything. Um, we'll back up a little bit beforehand. I'm like, I'm like, okay, God, fine. You want me to come back? Great. Sure. But first, you're going to answer all my questions about everything ever. You're going to answer why Christians are the way they are. You're going to answer why Christians believe the, the things that they believe and why. Why there's so much controversy, why there's so much pain. And I'll do my part. And I believe, you know, I, I withheld my offgoing meal so I could um, study instead of eat. And I studied the word and read and talked to our lay leader at the time, who's still in the Navy. Um, and he kind of was that voice for God, almost like that voice for the body. So they kind of went back and forth. Um, and 40 days later, I wish I was kidding on the number, but 40 days later, I repent. And I come back and I'm like, okay, all right. You know, I submit, this is, you're right. Mm -hmm. And we get home, we have like a pretty long uh, off period. And uh, my wife and I try again. We have one more miscarriage after my wife says, you know, I'd love him more, even if I had another one. So she has another miscarriage. Not by any hurt of her doing, mind you. But it was from that miscarriage and from the third miscarriage that we found out that she has a genetic disorder called MTHFR. And she has the A portion, which I affectionately call Mother Effer A. Hmm. And it's a genetic disorder that prevents clotting within the womb and within the bloodstream. So she was not able to clot when the the baby in the fertilized egg uh, implanted. So it would get nutrients, but then it would fall and slip. So after which, I mean, we had gone to see the reason why we knew all this, because we went to see a specialist, of course. And our fifth pregnancy, um, we try and, you know, we're waiting on things. God gives me a dream where I'm swimming on the bottom of the ocean. I look up and I see one person. I see babies. I see babies sinking. And as the babies are sinking, one person is shallower than I am. I'm like, I'm down here. One person's like way up here and they catch a baby and swim to the surface. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I got this. I got this. So I see a baby and it's sinking and I catch it and I go back up. And while I hold the baby in my arms, I'm saying to the kid, it's just you and me, baby. It's just you and me. Hold on. Hold on. 
just you and me. As we swim to the surface and I wake up when we burst out. Well, I'm completely perplexed by this dream. Right. So wife and I are working out the next day. I, you know, am praying while I'm running and I'm like, hey, God, what the heck was that? Please interpret this. Tell me what my interpretation is. And he talks to me, but through my mouth. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like my mind wasn't my mind. My mind was just like sitting back in the back. But God was like, I've got control of the voice. <laughs> and he told me that the person who caught the child that was shallower than me, they were someone close to our family. And they were going to have a baby soon. But the child that I caught would be ours. And also, by the same thing, what I said to the child, that it was just the child and me. He's like, it's the same way with you and me and our relationship. It's just you and me. That's all it is. Just you and me. So. A couple days later, a week later, somewhere around there. My wife's best friend discovers she's seven months pregnant. Um, she like her fallopian, one of her fallopian tubes was like crushed and the whole nine yards. Like she was mathematically eliminated from being pregnant. And uh, God said, nope. So he, that baby, and that's, um, my daughter's best friend. And of course, my daughter came to fruition. She's the girl you see right there <laughs> in this picture with me when I don't have a beard. Uh, this person here and that person there. Um, speaking of the back, she's also this child right here. Uh, her name is Ashlyn, uh, which is Irish for uh, wished for or longed for. So she was... I tell her when I tell her story, it's she was always, it, dude, you were prophesied. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why I'm here. I have no idea what it is for you. I got no clue, but I'm going to raise you the best way I know how. Because that's my mission. Yeah. Um, and then sooner or later, like we raise her up, we go to Groton. Uh, I while we're raising her up, I get called into the mission to the ministry again. This time we're at 600 feet below the surface. And this time I'm just like, yep, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> yes, sir. I've been here. I know this. Um, so I become lay leader and, you know, starts off from there. And we get up to Groton, Connecticut again. I'm an instructor this time at the same school where I left. And in February of 2016, my wife has a miscarriage and I have a flashback to past sexual trauma and I break down. I completely lose it. Um, I become non-functioning for a long time. 
Um, so I couldn't be there for her. She couldn't be there for me. But God was there for the both of us. Uh, as God worked in me and legitimately like held my hand all the way, um, he also gave us um, another child who everything was great. Everything was going great during the pregnancy. Everything was fine. But on the day of her birth, there were a lot of issues, a lot of breathing issues. Things weren't going the same way. And then we're like, okay, she, we're going to go ahead and go in and pull her out anyway. After like 16 hours. And we pull her, they pull her out and place her on my wife's stomach. And she's purple. She has the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. And we're like, oh crap. She's not breathing. She's not crying. And the nurse is rubbing her neck. I'd move the doctor out of the way and get in there. And I'm rubbing my child as well. And she's still not crying. We're all just saying, come on, baby. Come on, come on, come on. Nothing. And then I say, in the name of Jesus, breathe. That next second. Start to cry. I'm just like, that's all. Like, I, it takes me a minute to really realize what happened. But I'm just like, dang. And that is this girl. Who's now much older. She is now seven. She's now four. And they're both getting ready to be in school. Well, I mean, she's already in school, but she's getting ready to go into pre-K. And it's just awesome. Her name is Zoe, meaning life. We learned her name months before we knew what was happening. That's why I'm just like, I'm telling you. I got no idea. I got nothing. <laughs> so then after that, pretty soon after that, we uh, I get placed on what's called the Temporary Disabled Retirement List or TDRL for the Navy. Actively stopping my time. So I spent seven years, nine months and 21 days attached to Uncle Sam's canoe service. And... Um, and within that, I finished my bachelor's degree and got selected to start at Lipscomb University in 2018 in the fall. And in that spring, that's when I came home. Came back to Nashville and lived with my parents. And that's when I started school. And three short years later, now I'm here doing a podcast, trying to figure out the wheel of questions. <laughs> Yo, man, that was quite a story. Uh... And is, <laughs> is that what your book is about? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. That, that's one of the options. I have like different books. I was like, during the pitch meeting today, I was like, hey, look, I've got several different others. You know, I can I can write to you. And she's like, no, 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 no. I want that one. Talking about the idea I pitched her. So I'm like, oh, okay. I got you. I just realized something. What's that? At the death of my dad, after my dad had died and that by itself is a miracle of how we were able to get in during Corona 
and the quarantine when I was COVID positive, but was asymptomatic. Um, my dad left a note inside of his Bible that he used every day when I was a kid. This Bible had his notes in it, had his handwriting all over the place. But out of that Bible came a note that was in there and it said, God doesn't have grandchildren. He just has children. In other words, it's just us and him. <laughs> right? right? I'm just... It's interconnected like it's a movie, man. I wish I could write this stuff, but I can't. <laughs> you you can. You can write it. In a, in a, okay, okay, yeah. This is the true story about what happened with a guy met a girl, and they got together and they had a podcast? No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You you have me wrapped up, and honestly, I don't think there's a, I have too many questions from you for, for you coming from that. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do, but it's, it's just like I know when I re-listen to all these things, I'm just gonna just be in awe again. You know, I th- you got something going on with your storytelling, so. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, just a heads up, we have about ten minutes left in the podcast. Uh, I know we only <laughs> got we got to do one number. We got to do one question. One question. So I guess I mean I got to come on again, and this time not tell all my stuff. We will get we, we we will do that. We'll run it back, um, but no worries. I mean, honestly, this is this is built so you can share your story, and I think that's exactly what you did. So uh, definitely appreciate you you opening up. Um, and yeah, I mean, my folks. Uh, I had a sister who had passed away uh, when she was eight. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so it, it was for for my parents, and you know, you had talked about the prophecies uh for your daughter you know my mom likes to tell me a story about how my sister told her you know you're gonna have a son after me like this was like while she was you know on her deathbed so um Mm. i I think very much so the way you feel about your daughters is how my mom kind of feels about me as well um just going through that pain of loss you know and that's something that i i haven't experienced i can't imagine what it's like um and just you know for all the parents out there who are trying and being there for their kids, you know, like that's that's everything. <laughs> the way, same way God is to us, right? It's uh, it's everything. Um, so yeah. And yet, for the parents who don't know this, um, and this is referenced in the movie Fight Club, <laughs> as well as the book Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk, and you can probably confirm this as well but parents step into the role of god parents are gods to little kids yeah right our our entire world while we are growing up we depend on them for everything so what parents do What we do, parents. I'm not sure if you're a parent. Not yet. I don't. Okay. Uh, so one day, parent. Um, parents, I want to let you know, we model God. 
we model an imperfect God. Our God is perfect, right? But we model him while also being human and our own mistakes and showing humility and showing we show this. We show discipline and through that discipline we show love. But we also show patience. We teach our children how to walk, how to speak, how to learn things, how to dress, how to shower, how to bathe. You know, we teach our kids how to take care of themselves. And we, as parents, play that role of God. And if you don't believe me, Ezekiel 16 starts out with that type of notion when it talks about God and Israel. Um, but later you get like God's point of view within that metaphor of what Israel did in the past, considering that relationship and the way God views it. And it's, it's scathing. Like, dang. <laughs> But God makes it just rain ice. So. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to check that one out. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't done a lot of uh, too much, too much studying on religion or um, spirituality okay. and other, sure. other beliefs, but that is something I, I've been wanting to get into. So I definitely respect the fact that you took the time to, to do that. Cause I, I think there's a lot of stuff that we could kind of learn about each other and everyone's cultures mm -hmm. by, by doing that, you know? Yeah, most uh, definitely. So we jumping back. Oh no, I gotta get this. Oh no, we're jumping back to the warm up at Be My Guest. Oh, there we go. We made it to the final stretch. <laughs> I'm still there. You are in the final stretch. Final stretch of 34 questions, man. Um, first things first, before we get into the questions, uh, sure. I got this thing called the 34th mantra. I'm okay. gonna ask you to create a mantra for yourself on the show. By filling oh, in yeah. this phrase, okay. I, I am, I can, I will. So I am blank, okay. I can blank, I will blank. How would you fill that out for yourself? Okay. Um, I am a child of God. Um, I can be humble. And I will love others as i desire to be loved for sure man and uh if you ever need a reminder you got this little soundbite of yourself in the future if you if you ever just need to <laughs> i do there's um being humble and loving others as i want to be loved and identifying myself as a child of god those are big battles that i've had throughout my life for sure there's a lot of blood and scars that come through that and it sounds like it. it honestly sounds like it i know i don't know your whole story you just gave me you know five percent there uh but uh you have a trilogy of me <laughs> <laughs> and now um, we're back with jeff Bree with jeffrey breedwell part two there you go like and follow for part two part seven part nine 
It sounds like you, you you could start your own production company with all the stories you got, man. <laughs> oh boy, I mean, come on. There's a lot that can be happening, especially with uh, all the animation and things that can go on. Huh? Yo, man, I, I gotta give you props on that voice. I'm sure, you, and, and all the other voices you've kind of unleashed on the show today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, I really do. I think it's uh, <laughs> right that you're really kind of pushing it out there you know getting it going i uh, appreciate that <laughs> well it's, it's certainly great that you're uh that you're out here doing it and you're you're out there with the 34 questions and getting it going so uh definitely a, a great time people have been had with the mantra and all that stuff i think people say that uh, every time before they have a paint out out, out here <laughs> that's awesome man I, I, can can someone practice how to do that too because I, I oh, want to yeah. practice. How do, how do I practice? Because do I? Yeah. Did, did you record yourself and then listen back and be like, okay, it doesn't sound like it just quite yet. How did how did that happen? Um. So okay, you've got like a mixing board, right? I don't actually. Okay, uh, but you can hear yourself through your headphones into your mic. Yeah, yeah, I, I can okay. set that. So up. you have you have a loop. Okay. Um. So you can do it really live action if you want you can play a video or play an audio clip of somebody you would like to imitate and then just try to characterize their voice um trump for example is more of a character trust me okay look i'm totally more of a character than anybody could really have okay look i i know i talk to a lot of people and they all say they all say trump you're great they say, Mr. Trump, you have you have done so much for this world. You know, and he's like a accordion being mm. a conductor as a penguin. But then he's got the the lips. Yeah. <laughs> um George W is a Texas accent, but it's so it's almost like Clint Eastwood, but with a little bit more nasal. And you push your eyebrows together and go yeah, up. Yeah. Look, all right, I'm going to make sure that you have a lucky day. <laughs> we're going to go out there. And we're going to have a rejuvenation to see about us terrorists. We'll be out there and trying to figure out what happens. And Obama is really fun because he just he pauses before he says anything. Because he's really taking the time and consideration and care to with what he's saying in his voice yeah uh, so there's a lot that can be said within uh, 34 questions right there's a lot and definitely uh have the beat have the have the pattern sure but you want to make sure that uh you you come across within a good boy yeah and you you try and um a good character right now that's on in popular culture to learn from for to learn uh new zealand accent which is quite peculiar um is omega from bad batch mm, oh she's, I got you. Yeah. she's so accentuated in her character voice <laughs> hi i'm omega how are you? Are you good? <laughs> right? 
it's it's almost the same thing for like bad british too and there are voice acting coaches that are on youtube and uh, you can like and subscribe to them i highly recommend it um we'll go through and tell you you know certain ways to pitch your voice up higher or do whatever especially like say you don't want a british one you want to make sure you drop in every t and you put in a little bit a little uh, apostrophe there you know just you know come across you watch a lot of british bacon shows <laughs> you know you definitely want to do your research yeah like yeah dude like if you don't do your research you might as well just be us yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right on, man. Thank, thank you for all that. You just went on a whole tangent. I, I felt like I, I, <laughs> I felt like I was watching Frank Caliendo, you know, <laughs> doing this thing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, just got a couple closeout questions for you sure. before you head out. The sure. Th- this first one's from my previous guest. Uh, shout out to Amber. He wants to ask you, what is your favorite type of body movement? So, you know, how do you like to get moving? You like running? You like dancing? You like jumping up and down? <laughs> how do you like to get okay. body moving? Okay. Uh, Amber, thank you for the question. You're fantastic. And if you're watching and listening. Um, and if your name is Amber, go ahead and comment in the in the comments. My name is Amber. So that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to... So the best way i like to get my body moving is skateboarding there is right because there is nothing better than being five foot ten i'm 250 pounds so i'm you know i'm a stocky dude i know that i know how to make my stomach hard making sure like if you punch me you're punching like a hard pillow right but also at the same time it's like I can't fly. But with skateboarding, I can get pretty darn close. Especially moving around in a bowl or moving around in in the park and just carving it up. And, you know, ollieing over something. It's a lot harder than it looks. But to do that after like 25 years and to get it out and like bust it out of the car and park really far away at a Walmart and then just, you know, right up to the Walmart door. There's just something to be said where you can just, you get up off your board and you're like, you just don't care (laughs) about all the pressures that are in life. Like you get on the board and just everything strips away. And when you notice yourself start starting to care about anything else that's going on, you're like, okay, whoa, I got to skate. This is getting too big. Because a skate park is like a time vortex. Mm. I go, at least for me, I go there and it's like three hours that have gone by. And I'm getting texts from my wife. Where are you? That's you should have been home like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> the kids want to say goodnight to you. That's awesome, that's man. Awesome. Skateboard, skateboard. So that's how that's how I like to get my my body moving. I broke my wrist early, and my parents took my board away from me, and uh, I never got to to learn uh, more. And I don't got that balance. I like cruising. I'll cruise to place to place, but I I can't do all these. I can't jump off the curb like the cool kids, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's where I'm at with it with my skills. 
so all right let me ask you this let me ask you this what is your favorite sport that you like to play uh to play mm-hmm. i'm uh i think i i enjoy playing football the most to be honest yeah okay can you throw a forward pass like a spiral yeah yeah okay you had to learn how to throw a spiral right yeah yeah you had to teach your body how to throw a spiral True. you had to train your body to throw a spiral it's the same thing with an ollie or skateboarding I feel you're like gonna fall cool. you're gonna get hurt just like you would in football i mean not having a concussion every hit if you're playing a line but if you're playing like flag football or whatever you're still gonna fall and get hurt that's a part of it it's part of life but you can still train your body our bodies are but a tool to get things done that the mind and the spirit want to get done i'm not giving up hope i'm I'm gonna get back on the board and and try to jump off the curve one time (laughs) man man i got you it's just raising the nose just a little bit just a whoop and then i got you i'll give that a shot (laughs) i got you uh and then second to last question what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions uh the next guest the next to guest. whoever whoever that shadow may be um i want to ask this question and it's, it's a hard question and it's going to be one that um they may skip or may not skip just based on the area of the question who is the one person in your life that is the most difficult to forgive oh wow Gotcha. And I'm not talking about reconciliation. I'm not talking where, you know, you guys are coming together and singing rainbows and having a Coke and, you know, enjoying Xbox together. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) Just forgiveness. Just being able to be okay with what they did in your life. Like whether being okay with the consequences that were in their life. Who's the hardest person? Who's the most difficult person? For you to forgive that's a great question, great question. I, I'm curious how this uh, next person is going to answer that uh, and then my last question for you man the thing sure, the man. question that ties everything together is 500 years from now our descendants are watching this video what would you oh, like geez. to tell them <laughs> no pressure uh, no pressure <laughs> no no pressure no pressure one 500 years from now five thousand four thousand i don't care in the future, if you're watching this because you have somehow decoded our digital information system enough to where this astronomical podcast and video has somehow made it onto your player, into your ears, we did not worship superheroes. They were not our gods. <laughs> Nor did we worship war figures or political figures. Those weren't our rulers. Um, We weren't. We didn't care for them. We had lots of churches, particularly in the southern out the southern United States. Um, Not because they were in competition or because there was that much demand, but because everybody wanted to kind of have their flavor. So. But we did not worship superheroes. The statue of Captain America in 
in Brooklyn. <laughs> it was just a statue to express, you know, thankfulness to a fictional person and appreciation. He <laughs> did not, in all the statues that you might find in somebody's house, those, that was a hobby. That's what they did. They didn't necessarily craft them, but they collected them. Um, if you find an altar, okay, that one person might have, but we, as a society in the West, in the United States, do not currently worship superheroes with any organized fashion that one might in a church. Sure, man. I hope I hope they get the message loud and clear. <laughs> that, is, that is the most out, like random thing after tonight. It's like, like what it. happened? We didn't worship superheroes. I just want to let everybody know we did not worship superheroes. But in reality, I mean, kind of we might have, but no, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. That, I think that needs to be said, because um, nowadays that's what they are turning out to be for, just pop culture wise. But uh, yeah, like you said, yeah. we're we're aware of this now. But in the future, they're gonna need need to know, or else they're gonna. I, I wonder if that's what uh all the other cultures kind of are like forgot to get across, you know, with um. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like like you look at the the Roman or Greek pantheon, maybe maybe yeah. Right, you hear all of these stories and all these legends. Like okay, well Zeus was this guy who had sex with like fourteen billion people, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> but then this other guy came across to this hum, and then it became this doohickey, and now all of a sudden we have unicorns. Wh what? I feel you. Man. Now there's a planet. <laughs> And the Rome's is even crazier on their stories. And it's, you know, same thing with Norse mythology is, you know, oh, no, they were gods because you people were too simple to explain. Boy, please. <laughs> gotcha, man. Um, any last things you'd like to say before we head out of here? Um, yeah. So last thing is a piece of advice. Go for it of unsolicited advice to anybody who might be listening. And if you agree with this, uh, put it in the comments. If you don't, type it out in the comments. And trust me, I will be watching the comments and I will respond. Um, so you can go to FanDuel and place a bet on there. <laughs> <if you want. laughs> but uh, the last piece of advice that I have is never assume you know someone else's story better than they do whether it be in the past or in the present or you believe some things might happen if A plus B equals C never assume that you know someone else's story better than they do they lived it you didn't I'm there with you man uh, you remember to listen well, well if someone's yes. sharing their stories uh, but yeah man I, I just want to thank you again for, for stopping by uh, sharing your story I mean man you had me cracking up at least in the beginning part of, uh, of the episode and then at, at the end but the, you know that middle part we had to get a little serious uh, and then I um, want to thank all the <laughs> folks out there as well for tuning in if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or catching this on YouTube appreciate your time as well uh, remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace see ya
and then uh get the credits rolling it's like you know how there's after credit scenes and stuff um just wanted to ask you real quick any feedback from me uh anything positive or negative that you you felt like you encountered on the podcast um one first off i want to give you a plus on how many of the notes that you have made available like six pages of notes (laughs) yeah Uh, look these are all the questions i might possibly ask and it's just like okay cool no it's easy 29 and i'm like okay easy 29 i'm right there with you okay yeah okay i got the question i'm formulating an answer it was nice and smooth it was the way it you know good podcast was supposed to be um i might recommend some music in the background you know just kind of like low chill out lo-fi royalty free type music that you can use that you can credit somebody with um possibly an intro song i got you you know or intro graphics that you can use uh for youtube that would um you can formulate with the different people you've had on your podcast with the funniest moments or the most serious moments and you can you know use that for an intro video and put that on the front and the tag and you've got this on the tag so yeah for sure man i mean i uh thank you for the feedback um and thank you for the kind words as well uh everything you've mentioned